Feelings and emotions such as anxiety, stress, overwhelm or burnout are no stranger to many of the mums I speak with. In many of my episodes of First Time Mums Chat, they provide tips and strategies to manage them. This week's guest, Naomi Buffery, is a certified emotional health coach, a mum and postnatal depression and anxiety survivor. And I really love her approach to these topics. She's very much into helping people identify and deal with the underlining associated subconscious thoughts that trigger their responses and reactions. I'm Helen Thompson and welcome to First Time Mums Chat. I'm a child care educator and baby math math instructor. I know that being a parent for the first time is challenging and changes your life every way imaginable. To help ease your transition into parenthood, I aim to offer supportive, holistic approaches and insights for mums of babies aged mainly from four weeks to 10 months old. My goal is to assist you to become the most confident parent you can and smooth out the bumps along the way. This podcast is brought to you by My Baby Massage. To find out how Baby Massage can help you to increase your confidence and feel more connected with your baby, check out My Baby Massage introduction video at mybabymassage.net forward slash intro. Let's do this together. This podcast is for informational purposes only and does not constitute medical advice. Please contact a medical practitioner if you are concerned or have any medical issues. Hi Naomi, welcome to First Time Mums Chat. It's a pleasure to have you here. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I'm excited to be here. When we were chatting, we were talking about how important it is for first time mums to be empowered. What is empowerment? Well, how I would describe it is it's, it's self-empowerment. So you're, mm-hmm. you are in control of yourself. I, I find it easier to explain it by using examples. Yep, so yep. what I find with a lot of people that I work with is they allow stuff outside of them that they don't have control of to affect their emotions. Mm. So that's what I call external emotional control. So your emotions are controlled by things that are outside of you that that you don't have control of. Yes. So, yes. which is so easy as a parent, isn't it? You, you have a baby and you're looking after them and you're keeping them alive and you're responsible for them, but you have no control over them. They are unpredictable. They're individuals as well. Exactly. And you don't want to control them, but... Mm your toddler might throw a tantrum in the supermarket and then that brings on anxiety that's that's your emotions being controlled by something that you're not in control of because let's face it toddlers are going to have tantrums that's their job right it's their way of expressing their emotions or expressing something they don't have control of themselves because they don't know how to express it and that's their way of doing it so yes, exactly. So using that as an example, like a toddler tantrum in public, I used to be terrified of my son doing something in public. But it wasn't the tantrum that was the problem. It wasn't my son that was the problem. It was the 
associated thoughts and feelings that went with that. Yeah. Because deep down, I didn't feel like a good mum. That's what I believed about myself. I'm not a good mum. I don't deserve to be happy. I had all sorts of unhelpful thoughts about myself. And I was very scared of judgment from other people because I didn't want other people to think the same about me as I thought about myself. This was all subconscious. I had no idea at the time that was what was going on. So when he had a tantrum in public, it wasn't because he had a tantrum, because rationally, I can think that's what kids do. But subconsciously, I was thinking, oh my God, everyone thinks I'm a bad parent. Yeah, and they're watching you. Yeah, and watching me and judging me. I almost had a phobia, I think, of being judged. It was so Mm -hmm. intense. And that's empowerment, learning how to take back control in that situation. And it's about bringing it back to you. Because what you've got control of in that situation is how you think, how you feel, how you respond, and what you think about yourself. So that is empowerment because... If you dive in deep, my issue and the root of why I cared so much about what other people thought of me in public, you know, Tina on the checkout, Sainsbury's, I cared about what she thought about me, even though I didn't know her, because I had a real underlying fear of judgment. And that's the thing that needed working on. And that's empowerment because that's bringing it back to yourself. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Yeah. It does make sense. It's interesting that you say that because I work a lot with kids yeah. and I've got a lot of experience with lots of different kids. And I did some work today and it was really interesting in how I dealt with the situation because I was empowering myself. This kid, he wasn't being naughty. He just didn't want to have anything to do with me. He just wanted his own space because dad hadn't been around for a while and he was just shouting and getting really cross. And then dad went downstairs and I had him on my own. And I just gently said to him, look, I understand that you don't want me around right now, but I'm going to be in the next room. I've got the craft box out. If you want to come and join me, please feel free to do that. I'm making something right now. And I I used those empowering words because I I didn't want to be negative towards him. So I I used positive thought to try and after about 10 minutes, he came in and said, oh, what are you making? I think what you're saying is so valuable because if you have that empowerment, it releases stress, releases anxiety. And I think for mums, that is so important to do because mums get stressed all the time. Yeah, that's the thing, isn't it? What he's doing, you could make that about you. He's making me feel this way. Yes. That's what what people say. Yes. Um, My child or this child or my husband or whoever it is, is making me feel like this. Mm -hmm. And when you say that, that takes away your power. Because you are saying that that person is in control of your emotions. So in that example, that's triggered you, hasn't it? For some reason, that's triggered you. But oh, you yeah. have got the self-awareness to know that it's triggered you. And you know a lot about kids. So you were able to bring it back to you and keep yourself calm. Not everyone's got that ability, you know. Yeah, I think it takes a lot of work to do that. So if you were coaching, what would you say to a mum who was going through that? What tips would you give them? When they were getting triggered by their child's yes. behaviour. 
Yes, um, or by the child's temper tantrum or what I expressed. Yeah, I'm not about giving tips. Each person's an individual. And this is my issue, actually, just going off track a little bit with, with the way that mental health or emotional health is treated. It's like everyone's exactly the same, so you treat them exactly the same. Actually, everyone's different. So in that situation where your child's triggering you, and for anyone listening, it's really common for your child to trigger you, there would be probably lots of different reasons for that. Mm. What I would want to do is uncover why they're triggering you. Mm. Because what happens is something triggers you, and then you have a reaction. You have a physical reaction or emotional reaction. And you might lash out, you might shout at them, or you might get cross with them, or you might storm off, cry, whatever. That's your emotional reaction. That's why people say, he made me feel like that. But actually, in between that trigger and that emotional reaction are thoughts. Mm. And this is the step that people don't realise there is. So, because it happens really quickly. And it won't be the trigger or the bad behaviour, bad behaviour in, in inverted commas, inverted commas yeah. that has made you re, re, react in that emotional way, it is the thoughts in between that create that yes, emotional response. Yes, Because this happens so quickly. So your child has, I don't know, pushed another child, and then you shout at them, don't do that. And it's not that your child's pushed another child, it's the thoughts in between that are the problem. Mm. Thoughts like oh my God, what will that other mum think of me? I'm a bad mm, mum. Mm, mm-hmm. It's my fault. Our children are extensions of ourselves. What they do, we take personally. <laughs> and mm-hmm. it's those thoughts in between. So what I would say to someone, at the very beginning of working with me, we talk about triggers. Because your triggers are clues. We hate being triggered, but actually we need to see triggers as something that are really useful because they are clues to why we are the way we are um, yeah so a trigger is when something happens that creates a big emotional response in you so when you are triggered rather than allowing that trigger to play out which is exactly what you did in your situation you didn't let it play out i would ask myself five times why am i feeling like this why am I feeling like this? Mm. And each time you ask yourself that question, you go a, a, a layer deeper. Yes. And then that is the clue to understanding why that thing triggered you. And it always comes down to three things. Yes. How much you care about what other people think. So your fear of judgment. What you think about yourself. So your self-esteem, how much you value yourself. And whether you're trying to control something that's outside of your control, so your emotional control, always comes back Mm -hmm. down one of those three things. And it usually, it comes from some sort of unhelpful belief that we have about ourselves. Everyone's going to be different when they have that trigger and they ask themselves that question five times. 20 people in a room, all doing it, will all have different answers and different root problems. Yes. Yeah. Different beliefs. So if you want to call it a tip, that's what that would be. That's understanding yourself better. Self-awareness is massive. And that's how you start to get self-awareness, by asking yourself that question five times. 
I am really passionate about First Time Mums Chat and providing a weekly resource that helps parents who are new to the whole world of parenting and I want to hear from you. I warmly welcome questions and feedback and comments on my podcast episodes. I am always on the lookout to interview mums who are doing amazing things. Is your little one suffering from colic or constipation? I may have just the thing to help you experience less crying, less stress and have a happier, more contented little one and household. Just go to mybabymassage.net forward slash colic to get your free colic remedies cheat sheet. Start soothing your baby and get some much needed rest and build a deeper bond with your baby that grows stronger every day. That's mybabymassage.net forward slash colic. So please reach out by sending me an email at support at mybabymassage.net. Yeah, you think when someone first starts working with me, they won't find it easy to calm themselves down in that moment because it Mm. takes practice. It takes effort. And it's not something that you can just click your fingers and stop doing. No. And, And if I said, okay, right, well, here's an exercise to calm you down in the moment. That's only addressing the symptoms. That's only addressing that thing in the moment. But if you do the inner work to fix what's going on underneath the surface, eventually that trigger and emotional response goes away because you have to do the inner work. So I could say, oh, well, in that situation, right, count to 10, uh, breathe deeply and tell yourself, I'm okay, I'm okay, I'm okay. That will calm you down in that instance, but it's not going to help you in the long run because that behavior is just going to keep happening over Mm -hmm. and over again the inner work that you need to address and yes and once you've done that if you have anxiety regularly that you just live with and whenever you feel anxious you apply some sort of coping strategy like deep breathing count to ten which are absolutely great for calming you down in the moment but they're not a long-term strategy Mm -hmm. they just put a plaster on it when you're in that situation again that anxiety is going to come back. So what I'm about, and this is the empowerment part of it, is understanding why you feel that anxiety in the first place and changing it so that the anxiety doesn't come back and you don't need to apply some sort of coping strategy. Do you see what I mean? Yes, I do see what you mean. Um, So that's why I find it really difficult to give tips because everyone's going to be different. And it's usually based on some unhelpful stories about yourself or the world around you or other people that you've been carrying around with you that are creating anxiety. Mm. I think that's my case with what's been going on for me. Outside influences that have come in and I've just picked that negativity up. Yeah, Yeah, because you can get it off somebody else. Because basically what happens is when we're born, we're like an absolute clean slate. Absolutely, yes. You know, we think the world revolves around us. We've got excellent confidence. But then stuff happens to us throughout our lives. Mm -hmm. And it creates stories that we store in our mind. Yes. Um, We create stories about ourselves. And and like your example, you know, other people, our parents create stories for us. I worked with someone not long ago whose mum drummed in stranger danger to her 
my client when she was a kid as an adult she was scared to go outside because her mum had been like stranger danger stranger danger the world is a dangerous place and that was her belief when you go outside horrible things are going to happen my mum put that on her when she was a kid and I guess if a child is pushing those buttons for you and they're reacting those triggers are coming back for you yeah because they're they're embedded in your subconscious Mm. so whenever you have a similar situation that belief will come up to the surface Mm. and and your mind will go oh this is the same thing happening again yes and then you go through that cycle again yes and then that embeds that behavior even more and it's finding out what that behavior is to let it go we were talking about this earlier it is literally most of the time our anxiety comes from unhelpful habits and it's about changing those habits it's like it's a process of rewiring your brain basically finding the bottom line to what it is like those five things that you said whether it's fear whether it's self-esteem whether it's an outside influence and if it is an outside influence accepting that's what it is and letting it go and then yeah. just being positive in the moment. So then you can take the step to deregulate yourself and take the opportunity to give yourself self-care so that you can deal with it. Yeah, well, that's a biggie, isn't it? Because I think self-care can be misconstrued sometimes. And we think it's like having a bubble bath and, and reading a book and relaxing. But actually, self-care is making decision to to speak to yourself in a kind way mm-hmm. it's, about, it's um, a decision to be realistic with yourself stop putting pressure on yourself yes uh, you know the amount of times we criticize ourselves on a oh, yes. know, throughout the day without even realizing it mm-hmm. and, you know that's that's a form of self-abuse and I mothers think. do that too don't they as you said mums do that all the time they're they're saying they're a bad mum or they're feeling overwhelmed yeah. and exhausted and they're just saying, oh, I'm exhausted, I can't cope, I can't do this. Yeah. And they're putting those thoughts into their body. Yes. So yeah. that's what they're doing. I came up with an affirmation today. I release thoughts that no longer serve me well. Yeah, I love that. I love that. It is really empowering because, as you said, you're a mum who was struggling. And you Mm. had those thoughts. So if you say something like that, it doesn't have to be that affirmation. That's just what I came up with today. I I worked out for me that it's fear from all this stuff that's been going on in the last two years. I've got this fear that I'm going to get every disease. There is such a strong connection between your mind and your body. And how you think affects how you feel in your... And you can think yourself sick yes I won't go too deep into it but that's a character trait that some of us have and I have that and it's a tendency towards being dramatic I can be quite dramatic you think a worst case scenario yes yeah 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 Um, yeah and you can literally think about something so much that you start to feel it Mm. if that makes sense yes Um, and that is the power of the mind I used to get panic attacks and when I had a panic attack I'd get a tight chest and I remember the first time I ever had a panic attack I convinced myself I was having a heart attack Mm -hmm. so whenever I felt that panic rising I would be looking for signs that I was having a heart attack 
and you know you get pain in your arms. Yeah. I would get pains in my arms because I was thinking so much mm-hmm. about the pain in my arm that I created a pain in my arm. I know it sounds bonkers. That is what we do. And, you know, the reason I was feeling pain in my arms was because when we're that stressed out and that anxious, we tense our muscles. Yes. So because I was focusing on that so much and thinking I'm going to have a heart attack, I'm going to have a heart attack, Mm -hmm. I would feel a pain in my arm. Yeah. So I guess the bottom line is we've just got to try and work to heal our minds and to just know that we're okay. And as if a mom's going through that, just to know that she's okay and just calm herself down initially and then take steps from there. If you were feeling like that as a new mom, I would recommend in the first instance, those things that are going to help you calm down. There's a hypnotherapy technique, which when you get to that point where you are panicking, there's no way of rationalizing You can't rationalize. You can't put things in perspective. You're too far gone at that point. So to calm yourself down, there's a really good self-hypnosis technique. So what happens is we have an internal pressure gauge. So that pressure gauge goes up and up and up. Every time there's a stress added on top of a stress on top of a stress. So the pressure gauge goes up and up and up and up. And once the pressure gauge is at the top, that's when you're overwhelmed. That's when you can't think straight. That's when you're on the verge of panic. So imagining you pushing that pressure gauge back down as you do deep breaths. There's more to it, but that's a good technique for calming yourself down in the moment because you can't think, why was I triggered? What was going on? No, you're too far gone to do that. Yeah. So it's a bit like a volcano that's sort of bubbling up and bubbling up and bubbling up and bubbling up. And then suddenly, whoosh, it comes out. And that's the overwhelms. Before you can start pushing that down, You've got to just calm and slowly work to push it down. So how does your coaching work? Well, it's a process of helping them to understand themselves better. It's all about self-awareness. And like I say, everyone's different. So I'd approach it differently for each person. So each person's got a unique formula to help them and go from anxious to confident. Yeah one end of the spectrum to the other and it's not about me saying you need to do this it's about me educating you through different concepts that I think will help you so you can figure out what's going on for yourself because that is self-empowerment so if you go and see a counsellor for example this is my experience they expect you to tell them what's wrong with you But I know when I went to a counsellor, I didn't have a clue what was wrong with me. I felt Mm -hmm. anxious. Mm -hmm. I was like, you need to tell me. You need Mm -hmm. to tell me what's wrong with me because I don't know. Mm -hmm. And and this is the opposite. This is someone coming to me and saying, I feel like this. I don't know why I feel like this. What can I do? And then we go through the steps to help them to understand themselves better so they can figure out for themselves why Mm -hmm. they feel the way they do. And then when they leave, they don't need me anymore because they've got everything they need to be able to manage it themselves. Mm-hmm. Whereas mm-hmm. with counselling, as soon as you finish the counselling, eventually after a while, you think I need to go and see that counsellor again because they're doing the work for you. Mm-hmm. Whereas you're giving them the steps to support them to do it themselves. Yes, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. So there's different things that we go through. So we talk a lot about triggers. 
we talk about thoughts and thought management and affirmations and visualizations self-hypnosis that sort of stuff we talk about belief systems we talk about self-esteem we talk about fear of judgment talk about the mind and body connection resilience and taking back control so all, all different things uh, that you can get a better understanding of yourself mm -hmm. that that sounds good because i think as we've discussed throughout this podcast um the mind and body connection is a really really important one for the empowerment because the mind and body connection is so powerful and if somebody can work out how to support their mind and body connection, they're well on the way to supporting and continuing to heal themselves. Yeah, yeah. It's so. funny because this triggers people when I say it, but we create anxiety ourselves with our thoughts. And often when I say that to somebody, they're like, well, actually, it's from my trauma. No, it's mm. from your thoughts about your trauma. It's not your trauma that's creating your anxiety. It's your thoughts about your trauma that are creating your anxiety. Mm -hmm. And that's it. Sometimes we attach our identity to awful things that have happened to us. Yes. Yeah. Or the awful things that might have happened to somebody else. And yeah. your mind connection with your body is so important. If your mind thinks that, then that's what you're going to create. Well, yeah, you've only got to look at the last couple of years, haven't we, where it's just been <laughs> in the news and on social media and stuff. We've just been drip-fed death, haven't we? Doom and gloom. And it's just been drip-fed to us constantly. Yes. <laughs> there was no equal story when it came to COVID. It was all no. just the bad stuff. We didn't hear yes. about the 98% of people that had it and got better we only heard about the two percent and we've just been absorbing it into our subconscious yeah. and so many people have been affected by that and are worried to leave the house this is a thing for mums as well i spoke to someone recently who didn't want to take their baby to the hospital to get weighed or something because they were worried they were going to get covid and i said to them well why why are you worried and they said because people die from covid even though she's had covid and didn't die she was still scared about going to hospital and dying from COVID. Mm -hmm. And even though she's really fit and healthy and the odds are way, way, way in her favour, because we've been drip-fed this yes. doom and gloom news, mm -hmm. that, that was what was controlling her, what was in her mm -hmm. subconscious mind. So God knows how many people feel like that right now. Me included, but I'm doing my positive affirmations too. Yeah release my thoughts like i said earlier so the it's what that constant doom and gloom information has created is neural pathways in our mind because once we're told something consistently over and over again it creates a pathway in our brain mm -hmm. and you need to create a new one over it and that's it. and the only way to do that is by consciously making a decision to think differently mm -hmm. every single day which is what you're doing, and that's how you make a new pathway. So if somebody wanted to get in touch with you, how would they go about doing that? Well, you can visit my website. That's just naomibuffery.com, or I'm on LinkedIn, Facebook. I've got a Facebook group just for mums, which is called More Than a Mum Heal from Depression, Anxiety, Burnout, and Overwhelm. So there's a few options. Are you on Instagram? Yes, I am on Instagram, yeah. You can search for Maternal Mental Health Coach on Instagram. 
Okay, I will put all those in the show notes. Thank you, Naomi, for being here. It's been a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you. I've, I've really enjoyed myself. Thank you.